right, guys, my name is Ashley Horner. Welcome to the Reborn Podcast. Today, we are talking about everything that you don't do when it comes to fitness, when it comes to setting your goals, when it comes to executing those goals. I think that it's really important that you, um, you kind of you know what the do's and the don'ts are. So this is actually going to be a two-part segment, and I am here with Brittany. And I can't tell you how many times I have messed up in fitness, in training, you know, and a lot of times I think I just, I kind of like wing it. Right. I think a lot or of like, people wing it. Yeah. Or like if, if it's, or I learn, I learn from my mistakes. Like if I go and I, you know, make a crazy change to my diet or I, the way that I'm training, I'm like, all right, well, that's definitely how you don't do it. Right. I think <laughs> so, that we learn a lot of things from that. We do. That's how you learn the most. Trial and error. Yeah. So yeah. here's to um, overcoming all the don'ts. Right. And learning from more, them. And more on the do's and learning <laughs> from them. Cheers. Mm. And today, this is actually my favorite whiskey. One of my favorites. It's Elijah Craig. That one's clearing. This is here. We are here at American Brew filming. And I think it's a really good whiskey. Did you like it? Yeah, it wasn't bad. It's very like... I'm trying to broaden uh, Brittany's palate <laughs> when it comes to whiskey. So I mean, I'll take them. I don't have a very defined palate, but you know, it's, it's alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But we're really excited today. We're going to have a very special guest on today. Yeah. Um, a celebrity trainer. We're going to learn a lot of what you don't do, some of the experiences that she's had with her clients, and she's worked with a broad range mm -hmm. of different types of clientele. Exactly. So I think that it's interesting to get into the don'ts of getting in shape. I feel like there's some people may overdo it. And so what are some of the mistakes that like you feel like people make when they start out on their journey from going from just your regular person, not knowing a lick about fitness and then getting into it. What do you think that some of the mistakes are that people make? I think wanting to jump on fads. Yes. is huge. There's so many out there. Yeah. And that's all we hear infomercials of try this pill. And, and try like, this, this is going to get you your fastest results. Right. Or like, you know, spot reducing. Right. Like, There's no such thing as spot reducing. Yeah. I think that so many people buy into that because they promise you the quick fix. Mm -hmm. And there's yeah. no such thing as a quick fix. So I would say staying away from the fads. Yeah. Like if there's, I mean, and I've seen them. I've done them. I've done the cabbage soup. This is like way back when I was in high school. It was like the cabbage soup diet. What is that? It doesn't work. I promise you it doesn't work because it's like, do this, do this, do this. It might be easier to like, well, this is what you don't do. Yeah. So we're going to learn about a little bit about all of that with uh, Miss Mitchell. I'm excited to introduce my guest, Latrielle Mitchell. She's a celebrity trainer and health coach who is the trainer on call for Good Housekeeping Magazine. She is featured in the E-Series Revenge Body with Khloe Kardashian. And she served as a personal trainer for celebrities, including Terry Crews and Michael Strahan. She is also the founder and CEO of Fitness Bunch Foundation, a nonprofit organization fighting childhood obesity. Latrielle, welcome to the show. I'm very excited to have you today. It's early. Good morning. 
Good morning. I start my day at 4 a.m. every day, so it's um, it's late for me. I get up. I'm an early bird. Girl, me too. I have three boys, and let me tell you, it is so oh, crazy in my house. I love you. Three. See, you are like, when I see a woman like you with three kids and a body like yours, like you are like the epitome of no excuses. When I hear the excuses that come down the line from people about why they can't take care of themselves and then they blame their kids, I'm like, you can't do that. Like it, it's, it's you and what you make important in your life. So kudos to you for being a hottie. Thank you. I remember <laughs> when I was pregnant with my first and I actually did it all backwards. I had my first son. I had all C-sections. I have three boys, okay? And it was when I was pregnant with my first that's whenever I decided I was going to get into competing. Ah, <laughs> wow. That's what yeah. you did. <laughs> yeah, because I was pregnant and everybody kept saying like this, like mom bod fad, like that, that's what I was going to have. Like after I had kids and I was like, oh, oh hell no. no. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> no way. Hey, I was I'll like, I'm going to prove them wrong. <laughs> yeah. And so I remember like I was looking through this magazine and I saw these like physiques and I was just like, wow. And like, here I am pregnant, stretch marks. I knew I was going to have a C-section probably. And I was like, that's going to be me in nine months. I'm going to like it. be on stage. And, um, but yeah, like, and you used to compete too. Yeah. Five years I competed. I was in, uh, I was in figure. So okay. figure just came out when I was competing. And it was this whole thing, kind of like what the figure girls went through with the physique girls when that happened. It was like the lightweight bodybuilders were like, what are you guys and who are you and what are you doing? You know, it was that whole thing. And then, um, but yeah, for five years, my very first show, I did it all wrong. And because um, I'm a Leo and super competitive, I was like, okay, I'm going to really do it right this time. And after that, I just got addicted. What uh, organization did you compete with? Um, uh, and, uh, you know, the, the most NPC? popular NPC. Thank you. NPC. Yeah. Can All we right. not do that right now, please? Thank you. NPC. What kind, of, what kind of dog do you have? Standard poodle. She's oh. going to come so she could, she could be in, she likes to be seen. Say nice. What's her name? <laughs> Storm. I love it. I have, <laughs> I have, uh, two Belgian Malamoles. Oh, wow. And yeah, kids? Yes, my house and is destroyed. Husband? Yeah, and he's away. Oh, he's deployed my. right now. Oh. I know. So you're doing it all by yourself. Yeah. You know, I just make put chores on the refrigerator, make my boys get to work. But honestly, like, my house is just a complete disaster, like, all the time. <laughs> it is you crazy. Are, you, are my, you are my new hero. Aww. I swear to you. You are, you are, you're doing the most right now. I love it. Oh, thank you. Tell me like, like explain a little bit about how you got into fitness and like you were a competitor first and then. No, I, the, my journey started very young. So when I was 18 and I may be dating myself, but, um, Denise Austin used to have a cable show a long, long time ago. I remember and that. I decided when I was 18 that I wanted to be a model. So I was like, okay, I need to get in shape. So I started getting up every morning, working out with Denise Austin. I was like, yeah, girl, we're going to get it. Um, I ate horribly. I thought just eating sugar all day from fruit because I was eating grapes. And But anyway, long story short, went to the modeling agency. They basically told me, you'll never be a model. Went home, cried. 
And then the next morning, I still got up and worked out with Denise Austin. I was like, I really enjoy this. So in my area, the, a local gym had opened up. And by that time, I just went and joined the local gym in the area, started working. I was the only woman that would work out on the floor with the guys in the bodybuilding area because that's when step aerobics was a big deal. So all the women were in the aerobics studio. And I was like, I want to I want to lift some weights. So I started getting out there. And then um, the owner of the gym, so I was a regular, I was like, hey, you know, you kind of got a good physique. Have you gotten to this whole Tybo thing? And I was like, I love Tybo. I'm Billy Blank's fan. So I started studying that. I started teaching cardio kickboxing at that gym. And then I got certified and then my career, so my career really started in group fitness in my early 20s and then just kind of evolved from there all the way into my late 40s. Oh, you look so good. (laughs) And it was all passion driven. Thank you. It was was all passion driven. All passion driven. All passion driven. And so I didn't get into competing until my 30s. Like kind of like, you know, mid 30s, 35. Around that time, I started competing and um, got bit by that bug and did that work. Yeah. And it's just the, you know, like fifth place. No, I'm not taking a fifth place jersey, you know, like and you keep mm -hmm. placing. You're like, okay, I want one. I want two, you know, that that whole thing. And then I just got to a point where it's addicting. And then I got to a point where like, who am I doing this for? Right. Like, what am I trying to prove and um, and realize that. Uh, I have nothing to prove to anyone. These judges are human beings. And, you know, no matter what, they're going to judge what they like. It's not right. like the system was never, you know, I would go into some shows and I'd be like, oh, my abs are ripped. And she doesn't have ribs, but she, you know, abs, but she's like placed at first. And then, oh, yeah, because she's done the last five NPC shows. So it started getting a little political. Too political. Yes. Yeah, a little too political for me. And I was just like, you know what, you know, I, I, I love what I achieve for myself. And that's kind of the message that I give out to anyone who follows me is like self love is where we start, right? Mm-hmm. Stop looking for approval for everyone else for what we do. And um, I realized after years of doing it, like, you know, I've done what I needed to do for myself. Now, it's just, I don't need it anymore. You know? Yeah. That's how, I mean, that was very similar to my journey. Like I started, I I chased, like I'm so competitive and I competed. (laughs) Yeah. I competed for the longest time. And then I was finally like, I don't need validation from like a group of people that I don't know whenever it comes down to politics. I think that I learned so much about myself during that time. I, I acquired so much discipline to like, to be the very best that I could be. But I realized like, it was great. I think that, I think that if somebody wants to compete, I think, yes, go compete. However, you have to do it for yourself. And, you know, it's not about the place that you get on the stage, but it's, it's the journey that you have with yourself and it's learning along the way, like even learning from, so how many times do you think that you got on stage? Gosh, um, eight times. Yeah. About eight times. And every time was different. Sometimes you're nervous, you know, like at one point I would take a little mini, I would take a little mini shot, be like calm my nerves and get on stage. So I'd be like, okay. And then you look at your pictures and my shoulder was like this. And I was like, my shoulders, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. Oh. It's, it's like, no matter, like, no matter how dialed in you are, 
no matter how ready you are. I, I remember just days before the competition, like looking in the mirror and being like, oh my gosh, like I can never do this. Like I'm not ready. And you think about all those like cheat meals that you had, like the things yes. and the times that you didn't stay like truly on, on track. And it becomes like this like mind game, I think, yeah, you know, with, with yourself. And so, but now you're training clients. Yeah. So, you know, even during that time, I still had clients and was doing my thing always in that space. And so training my clients and keeping that and and that actually motivated your clients because your clients are watching you like go from they always think you're ripped anyway. Right. But then they see you get ripped and they're like, holy crap. (laughs) And you do learn, you know, the discipline along the way. But the journey continues. You know, people think you wake up and become a celebrity trainer. Like I've been doing this a long time and I did a lot of things wrong. You do a lot of things right. You know, what we do for a living is science. So the science changes. So something I used to be a hardcore believer in five, 10 years ago, like doing an hour of cardio. Like if I could beat it now, I would get on, I could get on stage in four weeks. With right. The knowledge that I have now, you know, like, yes, ma'am. think about what we did before. And then like, we can do heart, um, interval training as opposed to having someone do 60, 60 minutes of steady state cardio. And, right. Um, Inter- interval training is where it's at. Well, what are some of like the mistakes and stuff that you see just people like beginning into fitness, even if they've been into fitness for a while and they're like wanting to get on stage, like, what is a common denominator that you see in everyone who is wanting to pursue a better and healthy lifestyle? I think the common denominator for any person who really wants to get into a healthy lifestyle is your mindset. I think the person who you have to get be mentally prepared for that journey. And that means having conversations with your friends and letting them know what journey you're on and what you're doing and only surrounding yourself with the people who are going to support you through that journey. Um, Because you'll notice people want to see you fail. It's unfortunate, but you know, when you're in that space and you're focused, Mm -hmm. it's like, just have that piece of cake. You know, it's, it's crazy because you'll see, they'll be like, Oh yeah, go, go like get this journey. And then it's almost like the moment, like whenever you become successful, they're like, I'll wait. Like, you're, like, really doing this. Oh, so you're really doing this, right? <laughs> I can't tell you. I, you know, I've lost I've lost a lot of friends on the journey. Like, my circle has become very, very small. And even competing, I, I, you know, and I like to tell people, and especially, like, with women, I'm like, you have to be okay with, you don't have to completely let go of those friends, mm-hmm. but you have to create that distance. Yep. You have to create the distance and you have to create that supportive circle. So I find that anyone who really wants it, they they know that. And you have to get in that mindset because it's very easy for your friends to, you know, you know, go through, especially that part, the portion of when you're really serious in that space and you stop drinking. Right. Everyone's like, you can have one glass. No, right. I'm not drinking. Mm-hmm. Like, stop offering it to me, you know, it, but it's it's a mindset. So I think anyone who's really serious about the journey um, it has to be a mindset and I'm working on a new fitness program now. And a lot of it is a lot of meditation and a lot of let's get your mind right before you actually go on this journey. Because I feel like, especially in the African-American community, there's just a disconnect with fitness and why it's important and how we get ourselves to that next level. I see it, you know, with a lot of my family members and friends, like when I go to the East coast, it's very different. East Coast and West Coast, you know, sometimes when you just see a huge difference. And I, 
my biggest thing right now is figuring out what that divide is and being able to come in and hopefully inspire more people to um, get the mindset to be healthier. Because I think even with this whole COVID-19 thing, you know, instead of walking around in fear, take care of yourself, right? Like build your immune system, work out. You have so much more time on your hands now. Cook your food. Don't order from the crappiest restaurant on the menu. Mm-hmm. Like, you, like we can make better choices now that we have more time. So people are either going to take this quarantine time and um, become better and have a better mindset coming out of it, or they're going to come out worse than they were when they started. Do you encourage journaling? I super encourage journaling. I think um, I, I have my pen right here. And any even if I read something, I'm constantly writing what I read. Like if I get something, um, because then it becomes, it's implanted in our minds, in our head. Like I just think we've lost it just writing. Yeah. Right. And it comes at Yeah. I think more than ever, like mental health is so important. And I mean, especially with days as like, even as busy as mine, like with the kids and like the businesses, like having that time waking up early. Like I say, like whenever you start changes, like make them small changes that you can adhere to every single day. Like I, we're we're so quick to set these massive goals and expect to reach these goals within like a week. And it doesn't happen that way. And that is what I tell people all the time. Like you've been gaining weight for the last five years. And because all of a sudden today you made a decision that you want to change your life. You expect to lose all the weight you've gained over five years in 30 days. Like it's not going to happen. And no. that's why this industry is a, is a billion dollar industry, because let me just put some crap out on the market that someone's going to believe is going to work and um, and someone's going to buy it and someone's not going to follow through with it. Right. So it's a it's a mindset. You have to want it. Yeah. So what would you say, like, like, you know, with the what what type of clients do you have right now? Like, what do you see the industry and like women who do you mainly train women? Um, it's so funny. I went from a portion of my career where it was just men. So at one point I was doing Michael Strahan, um, Alex Rodriguez. I was doing like, um, just any of the big men and names in the industry. Like, and then when I moved, uh, to LA, then I started getting more of the females. It's Sheena Arnold, Nicole Murphy, um, kind of did Johnny Gill. So it's a mix. I have a lot of people in the industry, um, some people who are commentators on shows, like Kurt Menefee, um, some different walks of life, singers, actors, mm-hmm. actresses. So how, how does it differ if you're, if you're taking, if you have a celebrity client, like a client, it, I mean, it, it's, it's different for you and I, because like we live in the fitness industry. Like it's, I don't want to say it's easy for us because we're constantly having to raise the bar for ourselves personally, but right. I can't imagine having a client in a way that like the demands, the, the media, the pictures, like they're always have, like they, they can't have an off week of like where they can just eat whatever they want and like skip out of their training and their schedules are hectic and they're eating on the go. Like what is the difference that you have seen between just like a, (laughs) between a, a client that's, um, I guess I can just say like a civilian ordinary client compared to a, cl- a client that has like all of these like pressures on them. Like, does it change at all? Is it the same foundation or what? Well, my, 
training style and who I am doesn't change no matter who you are. So when you come through the door, our hour is our hour. So um, I, the only thing I can see, because I work with Terry Crews for a while as well, and just certain people have a certain mindset where you make it priority. It's not like, oh, maybe I'll work out. And I'm a big person. I believe in vocabulary and what comes out of your mouth, right? So I have these t-shirts that say trying is lying. Like you're either going to do it or you're not going to do it. So I'm not going to try to go to the gym. Are you going to the gym? You're going to the gym today. I think the way we phrase things is different. So if you know you have that hour, you show up for that hour. And I find that most of the clients that are in the industry, they make sure that they schedule in their hour. And it's like, okay, I got a conference call. Just like, I got to work out at this time. Or they hit me up like, hey, can we do an hour earlier? Because I have to do that. Like, the workout is the priority. And sometimes some people like to just say they have a trainer, right? So it's like, yeah, I'm a trainer. Uh, I can't come today because I was out drinking too much last night and I have a hangover. You know, like there are people who are just will cancel just because of that, as opposed to cutting your night early, knowing that you got to get up in the morning right. and you have that commitment. So I find that people in that space uh, definitely um, have a higher level of commitment than some other people do. Mm-hmm. And they probably lean on you for more things than just fitness, right? Do you, it's like, it's almost like, and I've been a trainer for a long time too. It's like, I mean, and I don't know, like you're not, you're not just their trainer. It's almost like you become like their oh, life coach. I, their life coach, their therapist, their nutritionist, you yeah. know, everything, like everything in life is going, oh, I'm going on this vacation. What do I eat? What do I do? <laughs> you know, all of that, like. And I love it. And that's why, you know, I get to wake up every day and do what I love. Same as you, you know, and I'm so blessed to be able to make a great living doing it. So and to be able through this pandemic and all the things going on, people are still leaning on you. Like, it's not like I had this whole big lull of, oh, my gosh, my life is over. There are still people like, where can we get it done? Like, I need to go, you know, so it's so good. Tell me a little bit, like I was reading about you before we got on and like your accomplishments are amazing. Amazing. (laughs) Yeah. You should, you should be so incredibly proud of yourself. Tell me a little bit about, um, e-boost and what is that? Oh, e-boost. That's my, listen, I am like, I am the queen. I don't drink coffee. I'm not a coffee drinker. I know there are people in this world who probably think that's the craziest thing they've ever heard. We are at a coffee shop right now. (laughs) American brew coffee, coffee yeah. and whiskey. My yeah, fiance, that is my fiance's two favorite things: coffee and whiskey. Yes, Done. ma'am. He he want, When we come to Virginia, we're gonna come visit you at the American Brew. Yes, for sure. Um, but two things: I don't drink coffee and whiskey. So for me, um, eBoost is has been amazing because they have a pre workout called POW. So every morning, not this is my daily thing. I get up at four a.m. I meditate from four to four thirty. 4.30, brush my teeth, drink my pre-workout because it's clean energy. So it's not a lot of that jittery, you know, some of those pre-workouts, you, you know, we used to compete. That oh, stuff yeah. You feel like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to bounce. It's just really, yes, that. I can't do that. I'm, I, I'm too old for that stuff now. So for me, I think it's just clean energy. I feel great. Then I jump on my Peloton for 30 minutes. I do a class and then I go and then, my, and then I do my first client 6 a.m. So that's kind of my day. Do you find that like your clients, are they, are they wanting to achieve more of like a physique or a number on a scale now? I'm a big fan of 
get away from the scale because especially as women, right? Like, especially with women or, or even men, like if you eat something salty one night and you retain water and you last night was, you were this weight and then you get on the scale and now you're two pounds heavy and and you throw everything out the window because you're like, Oh, this isn't working anyway. Right. I'm just, I, I think people should set a, you know, get a pair of jeans out of your closet that you haven't been able to fit in months and let that be your bar. Then right. do body fat and circumference measurements because your weight will always fluctuate. And then I get these numbers from people. My clients in their late 40s, early 50s, and they're like telling me they want to weigh what they weighed when they're in high school. I'm like, okay, listen, <laughs> let's get you measurement wise, body fat wise to where you want to be. And of course, we're still going to check your weight because we want to see where you are. But you'll be surprised when your body is where you want it to be, how much you weigh. Mm-hmm. And I think people, because people see me and they're like, oh my God, you have to be 130 pounds. I was like, no, I've been 145, 150 pounds for a long time. It's muscle, right? right. Like, but I don't look like that. But, right. you know, so you just don't know what the end result is going to be mm-hmm. once you get your physique where you want it. Yeah, there can be like, I think the obsession with the scale can be, it can be really detrimental to anybody's goals. And I like to tell people like, instead of just focusing on a number on the scale, which means absolutely nothing. It doesn't show you your self-worth. It doesn't show you how strong you are. It doesn't show you the true beauty that lies within how strong you are and focus on a number, like how much you can deadlift, how fast you can run, how high you can jump. And whenever you start turning those numbers into something positive and not something just like so stupid, like the scale, Like it's so much more positive because I feel like exactly what you were saying, they get on the scale and they're like, well, that's it. I'm done. Exactly. And I think, I think when it comes down to uh, being on the scale, it just, I, I, I've just seen it happen. I've seen the face on my clients would do the circumference measurements body. Fat. They're like, Oh, I only lost a half a pound. I was like, but you lost two inches in your waist, you know, like, Let's look at that. How do your clothes fit? How are you feeling? Like, those are the things you need to focus on. So, um, but that's such a hard thing because everything on TV is, you know, Weight Watchers and this and lose here. And, and everything is so scale based. Um, it's that's a that's going to be a hard mentality to change. But I think with people like us, we could do it. <laughs> what do you think, like people who like the the people that you've had that have injuries like how do you deal with that like how do you stay positive and help because again like we were just talking about like you're not just their trainer like you become their life coach like you are invested in these people right and Uh, how how do you deal with people that are like well like I've had this like really long time injury or they've started training and they and like what is your like what do you do for things like that well I think a lot of people well here's what's happened what's happened with a lot of people as well they've gone from being inactive to like I don't know, crazy workouts and not stretching, not foam rolling, not doing yoga, not doing anything corrective for their body. So to avoid injury, you have to take time to get your body ready for movement, which people just do not do. They do not take the time. Like I, I keep my gun in my bag. I have, I keep my barricade. Oh, I have like, one of those. Yeah, girl, I am constantly <laughs> using this thing and working out my traps and all type of you know, so we have to learn self-care um, to prevent the injuries. And then injuries are very easy to work around as well if you know what's going on and how to prevent them. And um, 
one of the things I love to do is take someone who's had a chronic pain or chronic injury and whether it takes three months, six months, and then they no longer have that pain or they couldn't reach above their head. Now they can like that to me brings so much joy to what we do for a living because you thought you couldn't do that, but you just didn't take enough time to know how to, you know, do physical therapy and get through that. So have you had, have you had any crazy training injuries? Oh, most of the injuries most people have are all the same. So it's either, you know, we always have something with the neck and shoulders because people are like this all day and they're like this. So something's always happening in the neck and shoulder and low back, low back, low back. When these people, a lot of my clients travel a lot. um, And so they're constantly having their hips and flexion and things like that. So just to have like one of my clients who could not deadlift at all, as soon as he would pick up anything to deadlift, which is such a amazing movement one of my favorites mm-hmm. right he couldn't do it and now he's deadlifting you know I was I told I always always say my goal is for you to deadlift what I can deadlift and you know as women we're stronger than the at most men so when I have male clients I'm like it's okay I've been doing this a long time <laughs> well I'm dumbbell rowing 50 pounds they're like what it's okay <laughs> um But, you know, and so he finally got to that point from someone who could not do a hip hinge at all without his back flaring up. And that was just, you know, months of working on his hips, loosening up his hips, doing the work. And um, so we can get through those injuries if we're willing to do the work to get past it. Where are you training at now? Has COVID kept you at home, like doing training Um, at home? I started doing some virtual training. I was really, um, I'm very old school. So I was like, eh, I can't touch you. I can't see you. I can't like it's, mm-hmm. ugh. but um, I did where I work. It's kind of in a medical facility. So it's kind of still considered PT. So we were still able to get a couple people in, but a lot of people kind of just wanted to stay away and be safe. But I work out of a facility where it's literally 90% of the time, just me and my client. That's nice. Do you have yeah. some favorite at home workouts? Um, like, what are your favorite? What are your favorite moves for at home? <laughs> for at home squats. Yeah, if you, if if you would tell me if you would give me three moves, be like Ashley, this is what you need to do at home whenever you have 15, 20 minutes. What is like your go to? This is the jam. Squats, glute bridges, and push ups. Love it. All, I, all the all the big muscle groups. Get them going, burn some calories, and get yeah, that that would be my favorite. My three faves for home. So tell all the listeners like where can we find more of you and like what do you have? Do you have like fitness programs going on? Like, let me um, hear it. Yes. So you can go to latrielmitchell.com. You go on my website. From there, uh, you can go under shop. You'll see. Uh, I have a program out right now called Body Blitz. So you can get that program. It has your work, home, at-home workouts, uh, meal plan. All of that stuff is on there as well. And my new program is coming out this new year. So I'm excited. What is it? What is it? What is it? Called the Seven Day Slay. So I love it. So I'm excited about that. And the focus is pretty much seven days at a time. So instead of thinking about the big, you know, process. Yes. We're going to focus seven days at a time. We're going to slay those seven days. So really excited about that program. And that's with a lot of the meditation and stuff, but that's coming in the new year and figuring out right now how to make it virtual. So 
I know. Crazy times. Crazy times. Crazy times. Yeah. So thank you so much for coming on and being thank my guest today. Me. Yeah. Thank you so much. And when really we come to Virginia, we got to check out the American Brew. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> yes. Yes. And it is the, it, the drink is called the American Brew. It has coffee really? and whiskey. Yes, ma'am. Oh, it is delicious. Wow. Is that is that what's in your cup? Uh, no, not today, <laughs> but sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. Well, so what do you have? Do you have anything else coming up, like in the immediate future? Um, we ha- I had some stuff with Shape that was coming. A lot of the stuff that I had coming up has been uh, COVID know. canceled. So um, now it's just restructuring and changing things around. But I think this time has been a blessing. And a lot of projects that I had on hold, I'm now focused on them. I'm actually at the first time ever getting my yoga certification, which I've wanted to do for years. Um, So it's just been good time for me to like sit down and refocus. Always look for the silver lining, right? Yeah, we have to, right? All right. Well, thank you so much all the way from East Coast, West Coast for joining us today. I really appreciate it. And thanks, you Ashley, have, thanks for having me. Yes, thank you. Wow, that was great with Latrell, huh? Yeah, she has like really good energy all the way west coast. She starts her day early, just like me. That's amazing. Very early. Very early. Well, it looks like we have a couple more questions. Uh, from the viewers for you, ma'am. Uh, let's see. Uh, speaking of don'ts, have you ever injured yourself throughout your journey? And what did you do to push through? Did you take a break or modify? Mm. That's actually a good one. So I, being a crazy athlete that I've been, um, playing soccer most of my life growing up, um, doing lots of these crazy fitness endeavors, I have been very blessed to not have any serious injuries. However, there has been one time that I was just running through Haiti. It wasn't the 230 mile run. It was, I would run with one of the boys in the orphanage. We would run like six miles a day and it had to have been because like they don't have solid roads. They have like their roads are like, like gravel. Okay. There's like little, I mean, there's like some of it is is a little bit smoother than others, but, um, I was running on basically like broken gravel for four or five days straight with um, one of the kids that was in the orphanage there in Haiti at Maison Fortune. And I was getting ready to leave to go back home. And I just noticed like my ankle was a little stiff. And I got home from flying and it was swollen to the point to where like I couldn't even really step on it. And I was like, that's weird. Like I've never had an injury. There wasn't any cause. I didn't go out and like twist my ankle or yeah. anything. And the next day I woke up and I tried to run and I could not even run like 15 steps. Wow. And I have a pretty high pain tolerance, but it was to the point where I was in tears mm. crying that it hurt so bad. I, so I took time off. I, you know, never in my life have I experienced something that like you know, would put me on hold that I, yeah. like, I couldn't, you know, I can't go out and run because of an injury an injury. Yeah. And so I went to a foot doctor. He didn't know what was wrong with me. They wanted to perform a blind surgery actually, which would have put me out for about six to eight weeks. Yeah. 
And at the time I was like, man, like I, like I, I honestly didn't know like what my options were. They did an MRI, like all of that. They couldn't see anything, hmm. but there was something that was seriously wrong with my foot that I couldn't even like run like even a half a mile without just breaking down in tears. And I remember I was supposed to go to India. I did go to India with Chris Geffen. We were going to do a hundred mile bike ride through India and the motion of my foot on the bike, like I could cycle all day long. So, you know, I was going to do this, have this foot injury. I pushed pause on that. I was like, let me just go to India. I'm going to cycle a hundred miles for this orphanage out in India with Chris Geffen and whenever I come back, I'll do the, I'll have the surgery. And my surgery was scheduled for two days after okay. I got back from India. I was out in India and I was like, it just doesn't, like something just didn't seem right. right. Like, I, I don't want to have a surgery on an injury that I don't even understand. Like I've, I've never and been nobody injured. Knows. And yeah. nobody knows. So did you wind up finding out like I what it was? I canceled it. I, I called from India <laughs> and I said, I know I'm supposed to have surgery in like 48 hours, but I need to cancel. Yeah. And I ended up going to a physical therapist actually. And they did first time ever getting dry needling. And within three sessions, I was running. Yeah. Within like, within like a week and a half, I was running. And ever since then, and doing. But you never figured out what was wrong? Never. It had to have been like some overuse. I think it was just like constantly hitting the gravel and my foot just, it was bizarre. But I think that like when it comes to injuries, I mean, I can definitely relate. Like I was beside myself because there's nothing that has ever held me back from doing anything, you know, like running or movement. And I mean, I did like, I really focused on my diet and my nutrition. I, I mentally tried my best to not let the mental aspect of like not being able to run get to me. So I focused on weight training more. But then, yeah, I mean, I, it was so bizarre. Every once That's in a crazy. while, like I, like I can feel like a little something, and I'm like, yeah. Hey. But dry needling, especially for runners, it's like night and day. If you can hmm. find somebody in your community that does really good dry needling, hmm. interesting. So here in Virginia Beach, if you're in Virginia Beach, who I go to, who I've always gone to, is um, a physical therapist. It's Direct Performance, and Jake. He is like he has He's the man. He is the man. Awesome. We'll have to look them up. All right. Question number two. If you had one thing that you could redo in your fitness journey that led to this amazing fit lifestyle of yours, what would it be? Huh. What would you redo? I don't think that there's anything that I would redo, actually. Because I think that getting on stage, competing, understanding, going from a place where I learned the discipline. Mm -hmm. I understood what it was like to weigh your food and then going into this weird transition of not really knowing how to eat anymore. Yeah. And not knowing how to make my own choices because it was like all so structured being like a competitor. Yeah. And then transitioning over to fueling myself like an athlete I don't think that there's really anything that I would change because each phase of my life being who I am right now, I have taken something from that. Yeah. Whether it was good or it was bad. Right. Relationship wise. Well, that, and the thing is, is that if you change something, you may not be where you are today. That's right. 
right? We That's all right. Learn I, from I, I see the downs. beauty. I see the beauty in both. Like I think it's, you know, whenever I hear people that are like getting ready for a competition, I'm like, wow, like that, that takes some dedication and yeah. some commitment because it's hard and you have everybody that's around you telling you like, Oh, go ahead and have a slice of pizza. Have this drink. It's not going to hurt you. Right. And you're like, no, like I've committed. Absolutely. I am dedicated. And this is my discipline. I love it. And then learning how to feel like an athlete. Yeah. All right. Moving right into the homework section. Um, this week I want to encourage each and every single one of you to start tracking your progress. I think that it's really important that if you don't know where you are right now, how can you determine where you're going? You have to know where you are now. You have to know the time that you have every day, every week, and you have to know the level that you're at now. And just like Latriel was saying, you can't be, I can't, like, I'm in my 30s. I can't be wishing or wanting to be who I was whenever I was 18. I didn't even have children yet. I'm not the same person. I can't expect to have that same physique because I've had all of these life experiences. Like, now I'm a mother and a wife and I'm running businesses. Like, I can't, I'm not that same person anymore. And I think that it's important that you let go of who you were in the past and you focus on who you are right now, what you have right now, what your goals are short term, write them down and figure out that path and how you're going to execute it. And that is my homework to you guys. I just want to say thank you so much for joining us on the reborn podcast with Ashley Horner and miss Brittany, AKA pepper pots. <laughs> as we just talked about all the dough, the don'ts, the do nots, the donuts, oh, donuts in, um, in fitness and just life. And, um, make sure you subscribe, join us on iTunes and, um, tell your friends, family, and leave comments below any questions that you have regarding this particular um, series. And let me know how the homework goes. We'll catch you next time. <laughs>